How we feeling? Welcome to the How We Feel podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Joey. I'm a life and relationship coach, blogger, and psychology student at the University of Utah. I'm a social justice educator, blogger, photographer, lawyer, and PhD student in philosophy and history of education at The Ohio State University. And we're two emotionally literate friends. On this podcast, we'll be talking everything from a place of empathy, emotion, and feeling. Welcome to episode 16, Righteousness and Wrongs, on the How We Feel podcast. Here we go. Um, I really liked how you were talking about earlier the how you've just noticed how people like really seem to be caught in this place of like always being right, mm. always always doing it right or when you bump into someone like there's no real apology Mm -hmm. like where does that obsession come from to like i have to be right i have to be the winner like where where do you think that comes from that's interesting i think we're at this point where we're hyper polarized in so many ways and the Mm. thing that makes us feel good is being right right correcting people i think about being on Twitter or TikTok where people will like respond to my Instagram story and we'll be like, well, this is wrong. And I'm like, but that point is not essential to what I'm talking about. The point still remains. So why do you feel the need to do that? Right? Like, what is the purpose of that? What do you gain from that? And Mm -hmm. I think we're at a point where we get validation from being better than other people when Mm -hmm. instead we're, we're really trying to get to the point where we can be more human. Because right? human beings make mm-hmm. mistakes. Human, human beings can accept wrongs. Human beings can do things differently and try again. Hmm. That I mean, that that point alone. How do we? How do we act? How are we more human? That's something that has really become clear to me in creating my own business and continuing to grow it. That like that's at the core of it. Mm. That it is a human experience. It's not this like intense like you said driven i have to be right i'm always like no like i want to hear collaboration i want to have conversation and dialogue and like i want to i am okay to make mistakes to say the wrong thing to that's been something even with the podcast Mm -hmm. of rather than approaching this as like i have to be this talking head and it has to be perfect and i can't say anything wrong like yeah no like i can say something whatever potentially out of line or that makes someone feel a certain type of way or and guess what i can also take a step back and and be taught and listen and understand a new perspective Mm -hmm. that's something that like you said at the end of the day like how how do we create that more human experience the first thing that comes to mind for me and, and something that is always prevalent is setting down like my pride or yeah. once again my Ooh. desire to be right or to have the last word and yep. say sorry like wow. to come forward and say hey i realize my my words you know i was having a really rough day i this is kind of where my headspace was at i am sorry that alone i mean that's a great start right there that's huge how do we know when we've caused harm Right? Mm. Cause that's what apologies are for. That's why we say sorry. We have to recognize yeah. what we've done, how we've impacted someone else or the significance of how we've treated them. And that means that we have to reconcile in some way. When we've recognized mm. that we've caused harm, an apology must follow. If we wanna move through shame 
an apology is going to have to flow from it, right? We often try to avoid shame, right? We know that the people attack other people when they're when they feel shame. Like, oh, you made yeah. me feel this, so I'm going to be mean to you, or I retreat and I isolate, or I avoid, or I do high risk behaviors. That compass of shame that we always talk yep. about, but yep. a Apologies and sorrows are the ways that we move through shame, which is just any disruption to our positive affect. And I think when we are trying to say sorry, and when someone is demanding an apology from us, like you said, how do we set aside our pride? How do we act from a place of humility, a place of curiosity, a place of growth to be more human? We can pause or we can even say thank you. Thanks for bringing this to my attention because then it completely shifts the way that I'm gonna to talk to you. By starting with gratitude, I'm not going to come at you hot. I'm not going to come at you aggressive. I'm not going to come at you like, why are you making me apologize? I didn't do anything wrong. Hmm. Wow. You, you want to help me or you want to reconcile our relationship or you want to move forward together in some kind of way. Hmm. And so I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And what you were saying there led me to thoughts about resentment. Hmm. That in relationship... I mean, once again, professionally, romantically, every kind in relationship, if there's a lack of vulnerability and therefore accountability, like you were talking about with apologizing, hey, I messed up. That's okay. Holding space for it to be okay to mess up, to have a rough day, to say something potentially out of line or something that's wrong, blatantly wrong, to have the space for that in the relationship, but then avoiding or being open to accepting or offering an apology mm-hmm. to avoid resentment because yeah. if there isn't like you said like let's come to like the most basic ground level like we are two humans yes we're, we both have our own traumas we both have our own experiences i had a rough day it's really hot outside my favorite shirt ripped i didn't yeah. get the breakfast i wanted whatever that <laughs> is like the thing that caused harm or, or distaste to me i can accept that and apologize for it and if there's a lack thereof boom here comes our good old friend resentment mm-hmm. that is going to cause fissures yes. in this relationship. Yeah. And there's not going to be any real solution because it's based in that resentment, that lack of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. How do we end up resenting people when we oh, yeah. are more concerned with being right than preserving relationship? Mm-hmm. Right? What do we have to lose? What do I lose by being wrong? What do I lose by saying sorry? In a world where our power comes from being right or better or uh, more correct than other people, it seems like it's everything. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we lay down our weapons? How do we lay down our our attacks, our rhetorical attacks, our actual attacks, whatever it is, yeah. and just say sorry? Because maintaining a relationship, maintaining some kind of respect, is more important than being right. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, even I I thought about politics, where, like you said, our our society is so polarized and there's no, A, really no accountability and B, no opportunity for like actual vulnerability and apology. So, of course, the polarization continues to grow. Oh, I hate, I hate everyone that's Republican. Like, they're the worst. They're, you know, Democrats are so crazy. Like, whatever that is, that resentment builds towards someone that like, isn't even a someone it's an idea first of all and second of all it exists because there isn't vulnerability Mm -hmm. hey you know we got in a tough spot we made this decision you know this law was passed you know we're really working hard to get it back we got your back it's all like you said based upon 
based in pride in the status quo Mm -hmm. in a certain image rather than hey i'm a human i make mistakes Mm -hmm. that's okay and it's i think just on a societal level like having that be really what like obviously the united states was founded upon yeah continue to traumatize infiltrate our society that now we're at a point where like you said like you bump into someone in the side of the road and they're like hey move out asshole like get out of my way instead of like oh oh my bad didn't see you there sorry hands ready to to start a fight at a moment's notice and i think what you're saying especially with with politics is there's no accountability there's no recognition of the harm that we've caused right like you're causing people harm the stuff that you're doing is hurting people there's a tangible impact to it and yet still we won't even address it or we move past it like as if it didn't happen you cannot gaslight people consistently and they're expect them to just move on you never addressed the harm that is the history of our entire country is we don't address the harm it's you're still holding on to stuff no because you never apologize like apologies the ways that we move forward together right because apologies also come with a change in behavior and you don't even want to change your behavior so let's not even go there right oh my i mean it's like we were talking about in in so many different ways the economy the political system uh religion accountability it's the the societal structure that we've grown up in that we've yeah. experienced is kick the can down the road yeah like i'm not going to apologize i'm going to come up and say oh you know the circumstance do, 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 instead of literally just saying hey i made a call wasn't the best one yep. i can see that that's hurting people i can Correct. see how this is affecting people yes great let's make a change like that's you said huge. with that accountability with that apology there is a necessity for changed behavior Mm -hmm. and if the intention is rooted in pride if the intention is rooted in control in fear and dominance Mm -hmm. me being better than you comparison then there's no change behavior because the intention is being fulfilled absolutely i can gaslight you i can kick the can down the road all i want yeah and never i'm chilling yeah i think it's huge for us to to know why we're apologizing right Mm -hmm. can we recognize the specific impact whether it be on a societal level or when we're talking about, for us, relationship level. Can we express that awareness to another person? I'm sorry that I did this and this and this. I'm sorry that I said this and what? And what about it, right? Like, can you identify the way that you hurt that person? There should be no second person when we're making an apology. I'm sorry that you, or there should be no ambiguity. I'm sorry if, what do you? You need to know if you are apologizing, it is definitive, right? There's no question about it. If I have a question, I'm not going to apologize. I know what I did and that's why I'm apologizing because I'm taking, I'm aware of what I've done and how it's impacted you, right? That's significant. I think as well, like you said, the apology is obviously between the two parties, right? Two people, businesses, whatever. It's between the two parties and what an apology does, it, it begins hopefully a path towards change behavior right that's yes. that goes hand in hand an apology is yep. change an effective apology is change behavior and there's a olive branch offered mm-hmm. towards reconciliation it's saying hey i care about you enough i value our relationship i value our shared history enough to set my pride aside and realize my shortcomings my mm. errors and even just thinking on that same thought, I've thought it within my own family as well. 
really taking a step back and rather than once again wanting to be right or be the winner or look a certain way, allowing myself to apologize for past behavior, for mm-hmm. things I've done, for the way I've treated people. Yes. Not so that the relationship can be perfect and we can yeah. be harmonious and everything, but the amount of relief. Yes. That's the And point. shame mm-hmm. that has evaporated. Yeah from myself that I didn't even know that I was holding from calling my dad XYZ from treating my mom like this from being this way with my sister an ex-girlfriend whatever that shame that I was carrying by simply just saying hey I I was wrong you know I realized my mistakes I realized where this is I love you I care about you boom all that shame gone I can continue to progress and fulfill and love myself without having those those rocks on my back, that yeah. shame carrying with me. Yes, yes, that's huge. I think you've said something so profound right there where we're carrying this stuff. Like apologies allow us to let go, right? Mm-hmm. We can absolve ourselves. We can uh, let it all evaporate. We don't have to carry it anymore with us. I'm sorry that I did this because it's that recognition, that shame, but that I've said it out loud and I don't have to carry it anymore. Like I think about my one of my brothers where I had to apologize. I'm sorry the way that I hurt you. I can see that I've hurt you. There's no if, there's no question. I did it. And so that's the point that I need to be able to articulate to you because you need to hear that because you need to heal. And I need that because I also need to heal, right? I need to heal too. But also I think when we're doing apologies, we have to be willing to accept them, right? Mm. Are we at a place? Are we in a space? Are we at a, a time where we can accept an apology? Are we willing to let go or are we looking to fight? Are we looking to antagonize? Are we looking to get revenge or make other people suffer? Mm. What is our intended outcome? Because if I'm not willing to accept an apology, I cannot ask for one. That's a trap. That's not fair. You don't actually want to move forward. You want to rehash the same thing. Because I apologize. I've offered you a real apology and you're not in a place where you can accept it. And so it's moot. Hmm. I... That makes me think of, I mean, so many relationships, even some relationships that I participated in that, I mean, years, decades later, there's still, yet again, resentment. Yeah. Because there hasn't been an offering of that apology or an apology was offered from one side. Hey, I'm sorry, you know, in our childhood or when we were dating or whatever, I'm I'm sorry that these things happened, that I acted in those ways. I apologize that hasn't been accepted, that relief hasn't been really offered to oneself. Yes. And 50 years later, I'm still standing here, well, he's such a jerk, I can't yes. believe he did that to me. Yes. He's that. Do you know how, how obviously oh that's God. affecting you and has been Absolutely. affecting you from simply not accepting an apology? There's no space, there's no time, and you're carrying that with you. That must be heavy, that must be burdensome. I think about like what you said, An apology is an offering of changed behavior, right? We're not talking about, we can talk about in a second that we're not owed reconciliation just for offering an apology. But what we really are saying when we apologize is, I recognize behavior and I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna do differently. And where's the proof? That's what I'm looking for when it comes to an apology. Accountability requires changed behavior. Where's the follow through? What have we learned? How are we committed to change? Where is the proof? Because I should not have to hear an apology from you from the same thing that you did before. If you really recognize what you've done, you wouldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. You would not do it again. 
and I think that's so powerful, like you were saying, and it comes from a place of, I am apologizing and changing my behavior for me. Not to, like you said, not to reconcile, not to fix our relationship, not to win you back. No, my intention is I'm changing my behavior. I'm, I am stepping into a place of vulnerability for myself to mm-hmm. release that burden, to offer that olive branch. Oh my gosh. Once again, like you mentioned, we're not owned that reconciliation. It's not, I apologize and things are back to normal. Mm-hmm. Then there's no change behavior. Nope. There's no dialogue. There's no actual shift that happens because the intention is based in control or or lack of reciprocity like Mm -hmm. that's that's a space where the intention becomes so clear even in offering an apology I think sometimes things have happened and we can't reconcile things can't go back to the way that they were because they're different and I think that's okay we're not bitter people we're not awful we're not resenting you if we don't allow reconciliation I can, mm-hmm. we can change. You may not have a place reserved in my life anymore and that's okay. You have to be okay yeah. with that. If you are more committed to the apology and the change that comes with it, you'll be okay with not being allowed back in. I think that's okay for us to get to that point. That's mm-hmm. huge. That's an absolutely vital point. Once again, the expectation that things are gonna change. My behavior, our relationship, whatever it is, that is part of the deal mm-hmm. within apology. Once again, like I had mentioned previously, specifically with my family, that self-forgiveness that comes with simply vocalizing the, I realize, Mm -hmm. I understand now, I did, I said, I apologize for X, Y, Z. That is such a burden that you can personally release rather than, I mean, we all know relationships like that where they're just stuck. They're still picking a bone. 20 years ago, he he got me in our business and he took them. Forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to feel your feelings and move past. That's huge. How do we heal ourselves when apologies have not or may not ever be offered? Mm -hmm. Self-apology. Right? Saying sorry to ourselves for being hurt. I used to do this all the time because I realized growing up that I had to be an adult faster than I needed to be. Same. And I was never gonna be, I was never gonna receive an apology for people who hurt me. And so that was significant. I'm sorry that you, Joey, I'm sorry that you feel this way. I'm sorry that this hurt you. I'm sorry that you're in pain. I needed that. I remember before my mom passed, uh, we were in the car after my sister's graduation. My mom apologized to me for my entire childhood, which was huge parents apologizing to your kids you need to apologize i had a conversation with my dad last week where he acknowledged and apologized for me for the same thing but i'd already told my mom at the time that i forgave myself i don't resent you i don't have animosity towards you i know you did your best i know you did not intend to hurt me and yet still i apologize to myself because i didn't want to carry any of that with me in my adulthood that self-apology released me you were released you needed to apologize so you could be released but I already did my part. I don't have any hard feelings towards you. And you've changed and I've seen the difference in you. The way that you communicate, the way that you care for me, the way that you uh, love me has changed. And so I know that you really mean this apology. Wow, self-apology. Even I hadn't even, I mean, obviously that makes sense, but I hadn't even really conceptualized what that would look like. And like you said, there were the reprieve mm-hmm. that would come from that, whether or not an apology is offered 10 years down the road in six months, whatever, yeah. freeing yourself, allowing yourself to feel 
that sadness, that that fear, that frustration from those past events. And then, like we've talked about in, in previous episodes, I have my own back. Mm-hmm. I matter. That mm-hmm. that behavior will not be accepted. That behavior will not be allowed yes. in my life. Yeah. Great. Oh my gosh. Just that self-acknowledgement of like, yeah, you were hurt. That's what apology does, right? It, it acknowledges the pain that you've been caused. Can we stop carrying and can we lighten the load when we apologize to ourselves? I feel, I mean, I just think about on a personal level, yet again, like we started the episode with on a societal level, Hmm. the amount of stuff that is just being carried and played back and returned to that there could be so much reprieve found in. And and once again, an opportunity for true apology and reconciliation and togetherness, oneness, Mm -hmm. rather than the polarization and the games and the gaslighting like that i mean wow yeah accountability what would we do if we actually took responsibility for how we've hurt harmed and impacted other people and told the truth about it the telling the truth Mm -hmm. is important and doing differently in the future right Mm -hmm. but we're so stuck in shame that we won't even address what's happened and what continues to happen shame Mm -hmm. man it'll sneak up on you it'll get you gotta release it it's powerful And with that, we'll be right back with the rest of this episode. You're listening to the How We Feel podcast. We'll be right back with the Feel For You segment. This is the Feel For You segment, where we give you a few tangible tips to help you apply what we've discussed on today's episode. Joey, kick us off. Awesome. We want to talk about self-forgiveness. I think we walked through what a real apology looks like, but we didn't really give you some space to really understand this powerful concept of self-forgiveness. So the first step in self-forgiveness is acknowledging. It's sitting in whatever emotions come up when something has happened to you. It's saying out loud to yourself, what happened? I'm sorry, Joey, this happened to you. It's real. It deserves airtime. Sit in that emotion, say it out loud so it becomes true. That's powerful. I mean, even in and of itself, just validating that happened. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of times, I mean, in childhood and in adulthood and mm-hmm. even day to day life, there's things that happen where you're like, wait, what? I love that acknowledging. The second point we want to give is offer yourself what you need. This is something that I always like to touch on. Mm. Check in with yourself. What do I need? A moment of grace, some space from a relationship, a moment to just simply feel emotion, to sit in it, to feel safe, extra kindness, Mm. lots of self-compassion and priority. Once again, I come first. What do I need as I'm grieving, as I'm recovering, as I'm releasing this experience? Wow, wow, wow. Then we want you to let go of what you're carrying. Is it hurt? Is it harm? Is it shame? Is it embarrassment, right? Sometimes the pain that we've experienced manifests itself in tears and we get so embarrassed that I'm crying, I'm having this reaction. I'm so sad, I'm so hurt that someone made me feel like this. Hmm. But that's okay, that's real. It happened to you, you don't get to control your emotions or what you feel, right? If you could, we would choose to feel nothing. And so we can't. So that has to be real for us. Let's let it be real. Hmm. You can let yourself release that. I love that. Lighten your load. 
reflect. What did I learn from this? How can I continue to show up for myself mm. in ways that I don't have to deal with a similar situation, that I don't allow similar behavior to continue and be prevalent in my life? Mm. What will be different about and for me because of this experience that I went through? Mm. Absolutely. How do you guard yourself in the future? The last step is we don't have to wait around for apologies. They may never come. Hmm. What, what we can do, what we have control over, is doing the healing work of self-forgiveness. We can offer that to ourselves. Instead of lying in wait, of anticipating, of resenting, of holding, of carrying, mm -hmm. of being burdened, I can release myself. I can lighten my load. I can forgive myself and I can move on. The other person can be stuck in their shame, but I'm moving forward. Applying these steps with grace, offering yourself space to feel whatever it is that comes up with these past experiences that you've had will allow you to forgive yourself, to move past these traumatic experiences, these difficult relationships. Once again, like Joy mentioned at the end, without any anticipated apology from mm. the other party, allowing yourself to continue to thrive, to love yourself deeper, to remove all of those heavy burdens, the shame especially. We love you. Thank you for joining us on the How We Feel podcast. There'll be new episodes soon. I'm Nate. I'm Joey. We appreciate your commitment to yourself. Share this with whomever comes to mind. To connect with Nate for life and relationship coaching, go to thenaterobinson.com. To check out Joey for social justice education, go to youthful-lifeshots.com. We've got so many more feelings to explore ahead of us. We're excited to have you along on this journey. You are loved. We, we love, love you. you. Keep checking in with yourself. How we feeling? Peace. Corduroy shacket, a shirt jacket okay. from Banana Republic that I absolutely love. I adore. I do my rolled sleeves. I can pop my collar. It is warm. It's cozy. And it's just like elevated enough that I can wear it with pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm a layers boy. Um, I love color blocking. And so <laughs> I'm, it, it might be 90 degrees, but I got a little jacket on. I'm taking my midnight walk. I'm going to wear my jacket just a little bit. I got to look cute. I love it. Yeah. I love it. What is yours? Like, <laughs> I feel like you have a very distinct sense of style. So what is your favorite item in your closet? <laughs> I appreciate it. I love that you, you and your jacket. I'm here for it. The discontinued one that we lost. Damn it all. Uh, my favorite piece of in my wardrobe right now, I just got this new... Um, it's like a dark blue, like it really stands out, dark blue button up from okay. Urban Outfitters. Oh, I just nice. got it when I was in Nebraska on vacation last week. Um, really nice. It's like a little bit more loose fitting. I've worn it, I think, twice since I got it. Okay. And uh, I love it. <laughs> I love the color. I love the fit. Oh, and uh, at The Ohio State University. And we're too. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I'm sorry. That's my bad. That's my bad. Three, two, one. We love, we love you. you. We definitely got it that time.